Bill Michaels Show. We are glad you're with us. Good stuff. So just to set the scene, yesterday we talked about a $50 million deal that was uh, in the works. Uh, it was reported that Rodgers was wanting to be the highest paid player. We know that the Packers, uh, via articles two weeks ago, have stated that at least through other sources, uh, the New York Post and such were talking about, they wanted to make him the highest paid player. The report was it was $50 million laying on the table. Now, who's demanding it? I don't specifically know. But uh, Rogers today texted by Pat McAfee after all of this really started to break and people were reporting it all over the place. Uh, McAfee says that Rogers said he categorically denied wanting to be the highest paid player in the National Football League. So which is good news, which is good news. It doesn't mean the money's still not there, but it's, it's good news that Rogers is not demanding this. Peter Bukowski, he's our buddy from uh, the Locked on Packers podcast and now joining us. Uh, so, Peter, give me your thoughts on all of this. It, it is a roller coaster, isn't it? We're, we're back on the Rogers coaster. Um, this is, this is hard to keep straight. And I, I think what everyone needs to remember, um, is that we're going to know about this stuff really soon. And, and that doesn't mean that I think we should dismiss the reporting. I don't think that's, that's the case. And, and, and if anything, I look at this and I say, okay, go back to last April. And there was a report that the Packers, after, you know, the, the stuff really hit the fan, that they had offered him a top-of-market contract. And Rodgers confirmed in his press conference in July when he returned to the team, his characterization was they threw some money at him. And he said it's not about the money, right? Then, of course, you mentioned right. those reports. That from this this season, this this last 2021 season, we had one during the season and one subsequent after the season ended that the Packers were willing to give Rodgers a top of market deal, 45, 50 million dollars, somewhere in that range, somewhere above what Patrick Mahomes is getting on an annual basis. And now there is this report that Rodgers is asking for that money. Well, that report would fit with the previous reporting, right, that the Packers have offered him this big deal. You don't offer right. someone a contract that you don't think they want. And so, sure, Rodgers can say, I don't want to be the highest paid player in the league. That may be true. But if the numbers that they're talking about are 45 to 50 million, in practice, that, that's the case. He would be sure. the highest paid player in the league. If he signed, I've said this all along. Look, if, if that's the offer, which from what I understand it is, it, that it's, it's a $50 million deal. And I don't know the years or the rest of the details or how they spread it out, but that, that's what I understand. So I've said all along, look, if he's not demanding it, I understand the Packers are trying to do everything they can to keep him happy and such. But if he signs it, knowing it's handicapping the team, then it, that's where the hypocrisy comes in on all of this, right? Has to be. And, and, you know, look, I got Pat McAfee brought up my tweet. He did not like uh, the tweet that, that I had, quote-tweeting Greg Jennings. Everyone knows, Packer fans, how they feel about Greg Jennings, saying that this is, this is hypocritical, that Rodgers could be saying, I want $50 million, while guys like Devontae Adams need to get paid, and for Rodgers to say, I don't want to be part of a rebuild, while engaging in – uh, contract negotiations where you're going to be the highest paid player in the league. Now, none of this is to say Aaron Rodgers does not deserve to be the highest paid player in the league. He's the two-time defending MVP. I have said all along, Aaron, go get your money. I, I do not begrudge anyone who wants to go get paid. Bill, I hope you get the biggest contract you can get. I hope my employers pay me the most that I can get. Always, always, always. But 
it is hard for us as outsiders to look at this and go, you're saying it's not about the money. So why is it all of a sudden about the money? And right. the, the, the defenders will say, well, it's about respect. Okay, well, how does he want them to show him respect? A contract with money, a lot of money. Okay, well, then it's about the money. And this is, this is like a, a forever rule in any walk of life, not just NFL football. When someone says it's not about the money, it's about the money because it's always about the money. I um, first of all, I agree. It's it's ninety percent of the time about the money. I've always said, look, Aaron's made uh, over three hundred million dollars in his career. At what point do you say it's about the legacy? It's about another championship. It's about another two championships. Put yourself in the pantheon of uh, of quarterbacks that have won numerous titles. Plus, if you win another one, you've won as many as Bart Starr. You then go down as what would many consider to be the greatest quarterback in Green Bay Packer history for the records you've broken, the things you've done. Uh, you know, so I, at what point does it go from being about the money to about legacy? And being a very smart guy, he knows whatever he takes, they don't have for anybody else. So I, that's why this is. So when when I heard this, I kind of had to scratch my head and I said, "Well, look, if it's out there, it's out there. I get it, and you got to talk about it." But it was very confusing to me for everything that Aaron Rodgers said to this point, right? It, it, it is, and and I think that's why we have to we do have to take some of this reporting with a grain of salt because the the way that that sources work is this stuff only gets out because people want it to get out. Um, and, and so you're going to, you're going to get, uh, a, a contact and that's, that's part of reporting. And I, and I get that as someone who does reporting, um, you are not generally going to get information from someone who does not want you to have that information unless you have some other, you know, some other information that they want or need or whatever it is without to get into the, the minutia of, of the reporting part. Of it. I do think there is, um, a little bit of, okay, what is the narrative that's out there and who benefits from it? We always have to ask ourselves with the reporting, who benefits from the information being out there? And, and the truth is that both sides in a way benefit from this because the Packers certainly benefit from what, what could be seen as unreasonable contract demands being out there, right? Um, because then, then Rodgers looks like the bad guy. But Rodgers can also benefit in this way. If there are reports that Rodgers is asking for $50 million, and he ends up signing a deal that is on the cap 25 or 28. He looks like the hero. He can then come out and say, you know, I could have, they were offering me a ton of money and it would have meant sacrifices elsewhere. And I said, no, I'll take a little bit less because it's important to me that guys like Devontae Adams get paid and Devondre Campbell come back and Billy Turner stay with the organization. And so I took less money. So uh, there, there is that part of it. I think Rodgers can say after the fact, if he's signed and it's for, for less than, you know, whatever, $50 million a year, I think he gets to say or can say, uh, you know, regardless of whether or not it's true, that he took less to help the team. Right. I, again, I, I agree with you. I, I... Well, I, I agree that the reports are that the Packers are offering this amount of money. Rodgers doesn't want to be the highest play, paid. Eventually, the numbers are going to come out. Whatever he signs for, wherever he signs, the numbers don't lie. So we'll find out eventually and, and find out if it really does. No, maybe he doesn't sign a deal that makes him the highest paid. But let's say he signs a deal that may, gives him $35 million or $40 million. 
it's still where the team is at right now, salary cap wise, well, still hurts the team ultimately, right? Well, and, and it makes it difficult to to have the flexibility that you need. Now, if he has some sort of contract where, you know, they are bound a little bit by the current deal, so he's he's not going to have less less guaranteed money in 2022 than he would have otherwise on the cap anyway. So that's that's just part of the framework, and he's also not going to have you know, a, a base salary that is the veteran minimum. But they could put together a deal. Let's say a, a two-year, $100 million deal. Let's just say that's got three years of voids in it. And then you can spread out that $80 million so that $16 million is counting on the cap each of those seasons or, or maybe 20 and you leave the last year free so that you can restructure the contract again in a year. That actually works. That's fine. That's both sides getting what they want. Where mm-hmm. Rogers, assu- assuming he wants to be the highest paid player, assuming that, right? Then he, he is offering them the flexibility. Now, but that also comes with this finite time frame. Okay, it's a year for now. Then it can be restructured another year, and then it's done. Then it is time to be done. And the void years again could also benefit Rogers in that. He could still decide in a year or two, I'd like to go somewhere else. And a contract like that would give them the flexibility to do it. So uh, it, 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 it can all still work. Um, but I do think that the, the 50 million a year sort of makes you stand up in your chair and go, okay, what are we really talking about here? What is, what is really at issue here? And, and something I said on Lockdown Packers today was, I wonder if, you know, I went back and listened to that press conference from July, the famous press conference. And he, it, Rogers talked a lot about, uh, we didn't really have a, a lot of conversations about what was going on be, beyond 2021. And he didn't really feel like he was in their plans. Mm-hmm. And the metaphor I used was your, your partner wants you to take out the trash, but they don't want, they don't want to have to tell you to take out the trash. They want you to want to take out the trash, right? Rogers, mm-hmm. It's not that he wants to be the highest paid player in the league, potentially. Maybe all he wants is for the Packers to want to make him the highest paid player in the league. Maybe that's what he's looking for. Maybe it's that affirmation and validation. And I think that that, that, is, that is, by the way, a totally reasonable position for the two-time MVP and, as you said, franchise legend to hold, for him to say, hey, team, can you please give me some sort of assurances that you want me here for the long term? I think those are all very reasonable positions for Aaron Rodgers ultimately to have. That's not, I want $50 million, right? That, right. Those are different things. And, and maybe there is just a bit of something lost in translation between what Diana Rossini is hearing from sources and what is actually being discussed in that room. I uh, I know that Rodgers wanted, when he went to that press conference last year, he said he wanted a long-term deal and did not want to see him as a lame-duck quarterback for one and done. And that was, and he wanted to be heard. He wanted respect. So if, if you know, going back to the whole, they wanted to throw money at the situation, he almost kind of made light of it. Like, money is not the object. I, you know, whatever, you know. But again, I keep looking to... He told me years ago he wanted to be considered the best. He wanted numerous championships. 
Why not just come out and say, look, here's the deal. I'll take less money. Just make sure we put the guys in place that can get us there. Make sure we get the team better each and every year. And give me a long-term deal. I'll take less money. He can end all the speculation. He just chooses not to. Absolutely. And and he can do that. And, and you know, people get upset when you say, don't tell Aaron Rodgers what he should do. I'm not telling him what he should do. I'm saying that that, that, that would be what I've said is, that's an easy PR win, right? Isn't it? Isn't it just the easiest PR win in the world for right. him to come out? You, what, what was the number you cited? Three hundred fifty million dollars, and that's just in his playing career. Right. Um, he could come out and say, "Here's what we're doing. I'm taking less money. I'm doing the Drew Brees. I'm doing the Tom Brady, and I'm taking less so that this team can keep Devondre Campbell, so that they can pay Devontae Adams. It would be the easiest PR win in the history of Aaron Rodgers' career to do right. something like that. Is he going to do it? I don't know. I, I think he is, he is, you know, enjoying the attention, to be sure. And I, I think he's genuinely conflicted about his future. I mean, and I think he was last year, too. I think he was really upset with the team, as you know, and as he said publicly. Um, and and it, I think that anger made him think long and hard about his future in a way that it might not otherwise have made him contemplate. He is a very contemplative guy. He, he is a very introspective guy, as, as he is, is very fond of telling us. And so I, I think that, that it made him realize, like, okay, this is a business. How much of this business do I want to be involved in moving forward? Um, and, and I think that, that has led him to a conflicted place. He, he is prioritizing um, his own happiness, and, and I totally get that. And so I do think that that leads him to a conflicted place about his future. Um, do I think this ultimately ends with him signing a deal in Green Bay that is both beneficial to him and the team? Yes. Is it going to be for less? I don't know. What is less, right? And maybe you have to set the narrative. You have to say the $50 million has to be out there so that when he signs for 40 it seems like he was doing everyone a favor. Right. Well, that is, here's a question, and, and this would be what I would love Pat McAfee to actually ask him. Aaron, would you take less for legacy to, to give yourself a better shot for championships, or do you still want to make $30, $40 million, even though you're taking $6 million less? Do you still need to be one of the highest-paid players? Because no quarterback in the history of the game has ever won a championship making more than 13.9% of the team's total payroll. Go ahead and talk. And see what he says. Nobody will pin this man down. Because he'll dance around it like the immunization discussion. Yeah, and and I, I think Pat has generally done a good job in in finding ways. He ha- his his bit on on constantly praising Rogers uh, sort of gives him the leeway to ask questions he would not otherwise tolerate. I think, and I, I think if someone could do it, I think if someone could get Rogers to, to answer a question like that, it would be Pat. Um, and, and maybe he would just dance around it, but I think, I think McAfee is the guy that would be willing to, um, to, to, to go there. Um, but he just hasn't, um, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to, to like get a couple, couple beers in him and, and know what he really thinks about what's going on and what he really thinks about what has happened over the last year. I'd, I'd love to get him on a lie detector probably after a couple whiskeys and see right. what his reaction to like the original, Aaron wants to come on and talk about uh, his, his immunization status uh, interview was. I just think that'd be fascinating. But you're right. And, and I, I think at some point when we get an Aaron Rodgers in front of the podium, I have to believe someone will ask the question. 
if he if he signs some sort of Patrick Mahomes like top of market deal, someone is going to say, "Did you? I hope, I hope, I hope, Bill. I hope someone. Maybe we can get Mike to do it. Get get Mike Clemens on the phone. We'll we'll, right. we'll make Mike do it. Um, and say, did you consider this? Was this part of the discussion? Uh, and and for your legacy." Wouldn't you think that would be important, or something like that? I, I, you know, let's see, let's 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 see if he'll answer it. Before I let you go, let me. Did you tell me they've still got guys that are hanging out there? Not a whole lot of talk about Zadarius. They hope that he'll take a, a restructured deal and come back. I don't know if that's lip service or not. I don't know how healthy he is. There's some other guys that are hanging around out there. What else has to fall? Do you think for this team to come, other than Rodgers and Devontae, for this team to come back and be competitive next year? Uh, well, I think um, I think Brian Gutekin said it well, that the team doesn't really have any holes. It is about finding ways to play their best when the best is required. And uh, there was a couple of years ago, a great, a great quote from B.J. Raji, Packers legend, B.J. Raji, um, that sometimes, and I, I think he was paraphrasing Winston Churchill when he said, sometimes um, y- your best isn't enough. And you need, you need to find a way to give more than your best. Um, and the Packers just haven't, they haven't even given their best in these moments. And I think for the team to figure out why that is, um, is, is the, is the biggest deal, whether it's a schematic approach, whether it is a, a, um, a, a personnel issue, whether it's just as, as simple as Rich Basaccia is now the special teams coach and, and that fixes it all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they have to figure that part of this out. It's hard for me to go into this offseason and go, if they can, if they can keep Preston Smith, they have the replacement for Zadarius Smith. They have the replacement for Billy Turner. So if they have to lose some of those guys, they, they played the whole season without Zadarius and we're, we're, we're a fine. Um, you know, if Eric Stokes takes a little bit of a step forward, if, if Darnell Savage is more comfortable in year two, they have the roster. They have the, the financial, um, capital to bring the core of this team back and still be really, really good. So I, I don't know that, that there's like someone that you go, well, if they lose, even if it's Devondre Campbell, if that guy can't come back, their defense was essentially the same as it was the year before in terms of their produ- their productivity, even if it looked mm-hmm. a little bit different. So I, I think the team is still going to be really, really good, which is why if you're Aaron Rodgers, I don't know why you're even considering other options. This is his best chance to go win a championship. They just have to play better in these big spots. Always great to talk, Peter. We'll get you on more often. I appreciate it, man. We'll talk soon, okay? You know what we need to do is get you – now, where are you based? You based in Green Bay or where are you based? Uh, I'm, I'm out in New York. Oh, out in New York. I wasn't sure where you were based. Next time you come to Wisconsin, let me know. We'll get you into the studio here. Me, you, and Mike, we'll all sit down, we'll all drink, we'll all eat, and we'll all just kind of share stories on the air and do that. I love it. Let's do it. All right, buddy. Appreciate it, pal. All talk right, to you soon. So. There you yeah. go. Peter Bukowski joining us for a couple of minutes on the uh, on the hotline. Great to get him on the program. And he and I both say, look, Rodgers can say what he wants. Packers can say what they want. There's all the rumors. We get it. It's all hanging out there. But ultimately, when the ink dries, the numbers don't lie. So we'll see what happens when it's all said and done. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Glad to have you the Bill Michael Show. We are back. And uh, this portion of the program, got to get to a lot of our great sponsors. We've had such good discussion today. Hey, thanks to our friends at MKE Brewing. If you're heading downtown Milwaukee this weekend, going to any of the games for that matter, 
MKE Brewing, right there on 9th Street, Milwaukee Brewing Company, right there with Bottle House 42. Great food, but they do tastings all the time. Stop in and check out some craft beers. They've got really good ones over there. Also, speaking of good stuff, our friend Gino and the gang down at San Giorgio, which is the only authentic Napoletano pizzeria in the state. We've, there's only like 60 or 70 of them in the country. We've got one right here in our own backyard. And it's right next to Calderon Club, which is the best Italian food you're going to put in your mouth. That spicy sashina. Oh, so good. So good. Spaghetti and meatballs are fantastic. And their pizzas are good and such. But the really good gourmet, the chicken, marsala, the veal marsala, all of that. So good down there. Stop in and tell Gino we said hi. If you get the Bill Michaels, either at Calderon or over at San Giorgio, don't forget. They even pair that up with Cider Boys. That good cider beer. Ooh. Oh. I think I'm going to stop down there later tonight. After We got a, an event tonight that we're going to. Kristen and I are going to an event uh, down at Discovery World this evening, a charity fundraiser. And then I think after that, we're heading over to, uh, we're going to go in and say hi to Gino. And we may do the wink, wink, nod, nod. Hi, how you doing? Oh, yeah, you can talk us into a pizza. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Say hi to Gino and the gang over there at San Giorgio Calderon Club. Say hi to Joe Martino and the gang at uh, for Cider Boys, Point Brewing. Good people. Good, good people. Love that stuff. Uh, also, hey, if you're looking for Mexican tonight, there is a good place right there on 84th Street, just south of State Fair Park on the east side of the street. It's called the Wrestling Taco. It's right there on the corner of the uh, the strip mall there. And that is fun. That is fun. It's good. Uh, you can actually sit at the bar and eat. Maybe if uh, you, you talk nice to Marcus, he'll let you wear the uh, the wrestling mask while you're eating the tacos, So, <laughs> which is different, but it's cool. Stop in and tell him and his wife, Nicole, and everybody we said hi. That's the Wrestling Taco on 84th Street in, uh, in West Dallas, Wisconsin. Um, so Sam says this. Sam says, why should Rodgers take less money? He's a four-time MVP of the National Football League. He, it's not his fault. Zedaria Smith has a $27 million cap hit. Bakhtiari has a $22 million cap hit. Preston Smith has 19 And Adams, soon to be about 20 or plus. Or should others take less money? Well, let me say this, Sam. First of all, if Zedaria does not restructure his deal and take less, then his cap hit won't matter because he gone. Uh, Bakhtiari has restructured his deal. Preston Smith will restructure his deal, or eventually he be gone. Uh, and Devontae Adams, we're waiting for him to sign. Others have restructured their deal. Also, a larger cap hit was Kenny Clark. He restructured his deal. Aaron Jones, he restructured his deal. And when you take $35, 45 $50 dollars, if indeed that's what he ends up taking, we'll wait and see. The money doesn't lie and the numbers don't lie. Uh, any quarterback in the history of the game making more than 13.9% of the team's total salary They've not won a Super Bowl. Why? Because usually you don't have enough money to spread around to other positions consistently to be a champion. Okay? I get what you're saying. Has he earned it, Sam? I agree. Yes. But there, at some point, you got to look legacy versus money. You just do. You tell me why Tom Brady has seven rings. Tom Brady's been a winner. He's gone numerous places. And, oh, by the way, he has uh, he has taken less money. And has he or has he not been, even if he hasn't won an MVP, has he not been one of the best quarterbacks out there? Right? Has he not? So you can talk about the MVP 
And you can talk about how good you may or may not be and all that kind of stuff, but he's walking around with the rings. Right? Sure he is. Sure he is. So there you go. That's the reason why. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Give us a shout. 877-867-1670. Um, who do we have here? Let's uh, get back to this real quick. I'm all over the place today. Let's go to Rick. Rick, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm talking to you on my uh, radio on my truck. Is it coming through okay? We can hear you loud and clear, man. Go ahead. Well, I want to talk about that. In my opinion, even though Brett and Aaron were drama queens in their own way, there's quite a bit of difference between the, the two different dramas. Um, Brett never wanted to leave the Packers. To be quite honest, both of them probably, if they weren't bothered by the media daily, um, back in the bar star days, nobody ever asked them every day if they're coming back or not. It right. maybe be a different story, but it is today, and I, I get that. When Brett Favre left, I don't know if you've ever covered this, but I bought a book that was written by a Phil Hanrahan. He's from California, but originally Milwaukee. And he came back and spent one whole year in Green Bay, the first year with Aaron Rodgers, the starter, and Brett gone. And he mm-hmm. went to all kinds of events and uh, bars and shoveled snow. And I went to a book signing. His book I don't think ever took off. It was Life After Favre. Um, it was one year after Favre had left. And the book turned out, I bought one, and it turned out to be a marshmallow book, and he didn't really cover some of the things he told me at that book signing. Here in La Crosse, Wisconsin, there wasn't very many people there, so I was able to talk to him. And he told me about a story of a board meeting after the New York Giant lost in the championship game where it was announced by Ted Thompson to the entire board that Aaron Rodgers would be a starter next year and that Brett Favre would be riding the pine on the bench. But he didn't talk to Brett first or Aaron first. He announced it to the board. Well, there's a few board members that were, this is what I was told by Phil Hanrahan, uh, and I believe him. He said there's a few of them that were still had some allegiance to Brett, and one of them called, and, of course, Deanna answered the phone. So the first person that finds out that her husband's not going to be starting next year was Deanna. So Brett retired. I knew 30 seconds into that teary that cheery night, and I'm almost done here, that he wasn't retired. There was something else going on, which I didn't find out about for, for um, pro- until a year later when I was talking to Phil, Phil Hanrahan. And you guys can look this up. You probably already know the story. But uh, then Brett changed his mind, and we all know the story after he changed his mind that he got jettisoned. He got locked out, blacked out, jettisoned <laughs> for like a, what, what, a fourth-round pick or something out of the Jets? Mm-hmm. You know, like, They'd handle it right. better. They maybe could have got a first or something, but that's a different story. Um, so Brett changed his mind, and, you know, here's the, the deal. I understand, looking back, I was pretty upset like a lot of people were, and I understand the decision because they had Aaron Rodgers on the bench, and they knew what he could do. Today, with Aaron Rodgers, they don't have anybody on the bench. I don't think uh, uh, Jordan Love is, is the answer by any uh, means. But um, So uh, now... Now I think they're feeling a little bit more trapped into keeping Aaron, whereas with Brett it was, it was like, no, you know, you don't want to ride the bench, you can leave. Or, well, actually, we'll jettison you out of here. So the stories are not the same. Brett never wanted to leave. I understand Brett's uh, side of the story in that he knew that at least for a couple more years 
he could outperform Aaron Rodgers, and it was proven. You know, with the Jets, they were heading to the Super Bowl until he tore that um, that cup in his uh, in his in his chest. Yeah. And then I was the Vikings. They, they, he never got sacked. He never threw an interception. Right. He beat him twice. Now three years down. No, the Rick, road, Rick, yeah. Rick, I, I got to cut you short here. I got to take a quick break, Rick. I appreciate it though. Can, Thanks can for you the story. Talk about it, though, when you come back, I, I, I will. When we, I will when we get a chance to. Yeah, appreciate it. You got to buckle up your seatbelt or something because that bang, that dinging is driving people out of their freaking mind. Holy mackerel. Um, here's the thing with Brett, real quick. Brett, I, I understand all of that. I knew, I've said that time and again. When I walked out of the press box, when we were on our way down to do the post game show, Brian Noble and I, there was a board member that, that pounded the wall and said at the time, that's it. When Favre threw that pick, that's it. Said, we can lose these games without him. And I knew that was it. That particular board member was sitting with Ted Thompson. I've said this a thousand times on the air. I knew, Brian and I knew right then and there that Far was done. Whether retiring or they were going to move on. I knew right then and there. We said it on the post-game show. And then the rest of it all kind of fell into place. I, I, I get what you're saying. But I knew right then and there. Because it, that was just it. Uh, it you know, the, the picture doesn't lie where you got Ryan Grant and others all sitting around right in front of Brett Favre and Favre doesn't look at any of them. He forced the ball into Donald Driver, gets picked off, and it is what it is. Um, but they, they, they had run its course. They felt that Brett was just getting too much into himself, too much into, you know, the adulation for him. Uh, but I will say, when it came to salary and such, Favre was never a guy that said, I got to be the highest paid. I mean, you know, Buzz Cook always knew his value, but he also always knew you had to keep certain players around him. But I'll say this, the, the, the deterioration of the relationship between Brett Favre and Ted Thompson began before that, and I, I'm not going to get into the story, but they, they, they had it out. There was a there was a, an emotional moment between the two where the team heard it and it it was not pleasant and I we all knew at that point that that relationship was coming to an end we didn't know when but we knew it was coming to the coming to an end rather quick so and when you have another guy that's just as good or better waiting in the wings you're like we don't need you any job if you're a headache. And yet somebody is waiting in the wings who's just as good as you and maybe does it even cheaper. You know, you're not long for this world. Unless you hold some kind of major power, you're not long for this world, man. Which is why the Packers at this point, what is not being stated when they talk about Jordan Love, and they go, oh, it's not time. Teams aren't calling yet. It's not that time of year, blah, blah, blah. They, they're not calling because he's not that good. We've all seen it. You were hoping for some different results. You were hoping for flash. You were hoping for, wow, he might have something. He never showed us anything. The rest of the world saw it. That's the reason nobody's breaking down their, their door or calling them on the phone. You don't have the next Aaron Rodgers waiting in the wings. Otherwise, all this stuff with Aaron would not mean a hill of beans. They would have said, talk to you later. Because the difference between paying you $30, $40, 50000000 dollars in him on the back end of his rookie deal, and he's ready to take over the team, it's not even a deal. Talk to you later. Don't let be picking splinters out of your ass. 
for months after this because we're going to have it hit you in the door, hit you in the rear end so fast. But they're not. You know, they're not. So we know all of that. Gotcha. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. Watching on the Bud Light live stream coming shortly is going to be our buddy uh, Mike Clements, who's going to be here in the studio. He'll be in the uh, new mail hot seat, and we'll be talking to Mike coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, stay tuned for that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Go ahead. Do it. Um, and, you know, talking a lot today about, obviously, um, you know, the, the Rogers stuff. And then beyond that, um, beyond that, you've got, um, you know, the report today that Pat McAfee says, nope, nah, baby, nah, that uh, Aaron Rodgers is not looking to be the highest paid player. He's not looking for that. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, what he has to say um, eventually. But uh, as, you know, Peter Bukowski said, and we agree, is eventually you're going to sign your name to something. Right? And the numbers don't lie. Whatever you sign for, you sign for. So we'll see if he uh, takes less money, more money, gets close to $50 million, or ends up being the highest paid player. So we'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Uh, you can find plenty of, plenty of ways to track us down, too, by the way. Um, I think, uh, you know, you can find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Um, also, you can find us on, uh, you know, Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us on YouTube. Continue to subscribe there. Thanks. YouTube has gotten really, really uh, a kind of a popular way of watching the program in so many different facets. But uh, thanks to uh, everybody that subscribes on YouTube. Uh, go to YouTube.com. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S. Bill Michaels Show. And uh, you can subscribe there. Always appreciate it when you do. And then when the show comes on, you can pop right up. You can also find us uh, on many of the different podcast formations now. Spotify, over on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, those areas. So you can find us there. So plenty of ways to get a hold of the program. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell the story. I know I'd I mentioned it, but I... Uh, you know, some things that go on behind closed doors, you just, you know, you just it, there was a, there was a falling out, we'll say, uh, at one point, uh, back and forth between uh, Brett and Ted. And it, uh, you know, there, you know, it was guys tease and argue and stuff. It tended to get a little bit too personal or uncomfortable. And you just kind of got the sense that that was that was on the downward side, that things were starting to head in that direction. So. Uh, 877-867-1670. You can find us. This one is from Anthony who says, uh, hey, you know, love the program. Uh, we will wait and see what Aaron Rodgers signs for. What happens if the Packers can't reach a deal and end up trading him and he signs a sweetheart deal with someone else like the Denver Broncos for only $10 million a year? Then what? Uh, then the Broncos get him on the cheap. I, um, it would be, if he did that, it would be a shame that he didn't do that when he was here. Because if he comes back and says, hey, you know what? It, put it this way, and, and, and Peter Bukowski's absolutely right. 
the best PR move that Aaron Rodgers could do right now, sitting in whatever million-dollar home he's got, the best thing PR-wise he could do, if he really wanted to stick it to everybody, okay, media-wise, this is the best PR move. And think about this. If he said right now, look, give me a total of $60 million over the next four years. I'll play for that. Make the base salary minimal. I want to make sure that we can sign all the guys we need to keep these guys here. I want these guys to stay. I want them to get paid. I've got mine. Let them get theirs. I'm a two-time MVP. I've got so many accolades. I'm, I'm not a selfish player. I want to be able to win championships. That's what I'm here for. That's what the remainder of my career is going to be about. Let's do this thing. Let's do it right. Here we go. He's Aaron Rodgers. So as much as the NFLPA would get pissed off that that's what he would do, he even could say, you know what? Tom Brady took less money because he, he, he admires Tom. Tom Brady took less money for all those years, and look at the championships he won. He won a lot. Him and Bill Belichick, man, they had a great relationship. It was business to them. It wasn't great off the field, but on the field it was great. It was business. I got a great rapport and relationship with Matt LaFleur. I don't need 40 or 50 or $60 million. I don't need that. What I need is championships. What I need is all my guys on one page. What I need is to be a leader. So I'm going to take the lead. I'm glad Bach got his. I'm glad Devontae's getting his. I'm glad Aaron Jones got his. I'm glad some of these guys are getting paid. They deserve it. They've worked their ass off. But as the leader who has already gotten his numerous times over, I'm going to take less. I'm going to stay. But it's all about winning for the remainder of my career. Mic drop. That would be the best move. Right? You really want to tell everybody that's categorically no. You want to tell everybody that categorically deny to Pat McAfee that I want to be the highest paid player. Take that stance. I'm not saying he has to play for $5 million or $8 million or $10 million or whatever, but that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Because that would make Brian Gutekunst, I think Brian would put on Nikes or whatever shoe they have because I think they're sponsored by Nike. I think he'd put them on and run to the West Coast with the contract in hand. Run. Aaron! Before you change your mind, Aaron! He'd be running, sprinting. Russ Ball will be in tow. I for, you forgot a pen. Take the pen. He'd be running if that would happen. If it's about winning, about legacy, come on, bring it. Let's go. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show is coming up. Hey, uh, two things before we get to uh, move on. We got Mike Clemens coming up here in about f uh, 35 minutes from now. Mike in studio. Mike will be here, and he's going to join us. We're going to talk with him uh, about all of this, and he's got some things to tell us. In addition to that, don't forget about our friends at Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L, Pindell.com, Pindell.com, quality manufacturing and machining company right here in our own backyard, right here in New Berlin, Wisconsin. If you're a, a company looking to work with one, call them. 
Otherwise, if you're looking for a great opportunity, a, a company that is paying more money to get better people, quality people, and people that can learn the trade, and if they want to take that knowledge and start their own company, they applaud you for doing it. That's how they started. They say, hey, come on over. We'll help you out. That's Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That is Pindell.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next.